Welcome to the Find Your Awesome Podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott and I'm your host. I'm an intuitive human design reader, a certified professional coach, and an instigator of joy. And I believe that the universe wants us all to be sparkly AF and that joy is our natural state. I also believe that each and every one of us has within us this completely unique spark. I call that spark our awesome. And once we find our awesome, and once we align with it, we experience flow and ease and magic, and we also serve the world in a way that is absolutely essential. This is our own unique brand of magic, and it is our job, it's our duty to share it with the world. Because when each and every one of us owns and shares our awesome, We all fit together like puzzle pieces and together we rise. That's what I do. I help people find their awesome, remember who they are and start changing the world in the way they are meant to do it. This podcast is a tiny taste of that work. It's a project I started way back in 2017 when we were traveling around the U.S. in a teeny tiny camper. And I love the one-on-one work, the work where I can feel my heart connecting to another human's heart. And I feel that connection, that energetic flow from heart to heart. That's what I'm here for. I'm a four, six, and I have all of these gates for deep connection. That's what it's all about for me. The one-on-one work I do as a certified professional coach, a certified performance coach, a mindset and mindfulness expert, and a human design reader that's my zone of genius. That's my magic. To book a human design reading or learn more about working with me in a coaching relationship, go to kelseyabbott.com. And let's talk about those coaching relationships for a sec, because I'm so excited about a few new ways to work with me. So in terms of one-on-one work together, like I mentioned, we've got human design readings, which is just a one-off session where I dive all the way in to your human design chart with you. We go into all of your gifts, your purpose, your manifesting style, and so much more showing you how you can maximize ease in every single aspect of your life. Cause that's what we're here for. None of us are actually supposed to be on the struggle bus. We are here to experience flow and ease. And of course we are here for the fumbling awkwardness of the human experience. We are adorable puppies tripping over our paws, but back to coaching relationships with me. So I'm dividing my one-on-one coaching relationships into three different categories. We've got light leader amplification for your entrepreneurs and movement makers. This is how you amplify your light you amplify your impact and you spread your light and love all the way across the planet in a way that is ease-filled and magical for you. Then there is wisdom training. We are told culturally to ask other people for advice, to seek out, oh, how did that person do it? And follow them. In fact, years ago, I was asked on a podcast about that advice I would give someone else starting out. And I said, actually, I don't give advice. I believe that every single one of us already has all of the answers within us. We each have our own unique way of doing it. I, my advice to that person would be to remember who they are and to do things their way, to carve their very own path. So wisdom training is all about knowing 
that you have all the answers within you. Learning to listen to those answers, to feel into those answers, to trust those answers, and to follow them. And then finally, the mentorship. That one is for you if you are ready to align completely on a soul, spiritual, mental, emotional relationship and everything level. That's the big kahuna is the phrase that's coming through for me. So if you want to learn more about any of those things, email me at kelsey at kelseyabbott.com. Now let's talk about this week's episode. Amy White is back in the house. It is a brand new month and Amy is here to tell us all about what the greater consciousness wants us to know right now. So she's been talking about the last few months, she's been talking about us preparing for this race, preparing for the celebration for the marathon. Like we've been in training and guess what? Race day is coming. And it doesn't mean that there's actually like one big race or one big event coming. It just means the energy is getting lighter. It's going to be fast. It's going to be intense and we're going to be able to breathe through it. So I hope you enjoy what the greater consciousness and Amy have to share. I think she's brilliant. I think the greater consciousness is brilliant. And I just hope you love this. And I hope you love yourself. And I would like you to pause this right this second to just say out loud, I love you and say your name and receive that. Here, I'll do it. I love you, Kelsey. Now your turn. Okay, you did it. How did that feel? Remember, you are love. You are a miracle. You are wonder. Go forth and be awesome. It's a brand new month almost. It is almost a brand new month. Oh my goodness. I don't know about you, but July to me was like a buzz, a bright light, and then it was over. It's just been like boom, 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 boom. And the energy, you know, I think we talked about it a little bit on the last podcast, but the energy is just continuing to pick up momentum, momentum, momentum. And I, I'm sitting here, I was sitting here in meditation this morning thinking, wow, if July went that fast, you know, what's the rest of the year going to feel like? And what's, you know, and, and how, how do we navigate it? You know, a couple months ago, we talked about that riding the bike on the ocean feeling and how, you know, things were really starting to get wobbly for us. And I guess I'm jumping right into this because it's yeah. like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and wobbly Hi. it was. Welcome everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, and what's happening is that what the greater consciousness has been showing me is this, like, we're reaching this, this peak of the energy and August really is going to be the peak of this energy and not that it's going to slow down, but they are saying that the intensity and the way that we're registering the intensity in our nervous systems is going to start to change because we are being, you know, some people use the words recoded. Some people use the words up-leveled. I mean, I, I do feel like there's a rewiring process that's happening at the cellular level with every living being on this planet and, and beyond uh, right now. And it's almost like we're at that, we're at that, you know, if you think about running a marathon, right? We're at mile 22, right? We've hit the wall. We're a bit exhausted, but 
as we keep moving, we go, well, I've got this. There's only a few miles left, you know, and I can run that, you know, I can run that every day, any day. And that's, that's where we're going to start to feel the energy shift. You know, it's like, we're going to go to bed one night, soul exhausted, physically exhausted, and we're going to wake up the next day and it's going to be different for everyone. But over the next several weeks, we're going to feel that lighter, that lightness of energy, that lighter energy. I'm like, feeling that. I'm feeling yeah. like I see, I feel, I hear. That was interesting. But I do hear, I hear the light up there. Yeah. It is really bright. It's really bright. And Makai has told me, he told me the last full moon, it's really good, mom. It's really good. There's something right now that's very cool about the energy. I mean, we just entered Leo season, you know, super fiery, but, but the balance of energy right now in the cosmos is not fire, 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 like it can be in some Leo seasons. And so I think this is really interesting. It resonated with me when I read it the other day, because it feels like what I'm saying, right? It's, it's like, we're reaching this peak and then there's like a crossroad, you know, we get to choose how we show up in the world going forward. Leo has two very distinct energies about them. You know, one is this very narcissistic, look at me, look at me, look at me. But the flip side of that is a very similar energy, but it's much more inclusive. It's how do I use the way that I show up in the world to to bolster myself and the world, to process the energy through me. And I feel like that's really, there's a tipping point where we're going to see, I, I feel, and what the greater consciousness is showing me is more of that ladder, you know, and, and all of the planets seem to be supporting that idea as well. And that doesn't mean that it's, it's, it's a broad brush, right? I think we'll also see some of the, some of the more, um, you know, tougher energy sides of what the Leo energy can bring, but there's enough of us that have really sat in this up-leveling, this rewiring that's going on that we choose a different way, a different way to show up, a different way to be, a different way that we look at things in the world around us. And one of those areas that they're saying that's really big for a lot of us is going to be in this idea that we no longer have to push against other people's opinions, you know, what people think we should do as a collective or shouldn't do as a collective, who's following what, who believes this, who, it's almost like we just sit in our space and we can watch all the spinning plates around us. And yet we're like, hmm. you know, I just have this inner strength that doesn't require me to prove or defend or, or force my opinion on everyone. I'm laughing because this is exactly what I experienced this morning on such a tiny scale. We've had scattered thunderstorms today and my training schedule is supposed to be a one hour bike and a swim. And the pool was open from 11 to one when there's forecasted thunderstorms. So I'm like, do I, I was riding my bike inside. I'm like, do I just extend this to a two hour ride or do I try and like, you know, end it in time to get to the pool maybe be able to get in, maybe get in and then get out, maybe get the whole workout in. And finally I was like, we, what feels like ease to me is just ride for two hours. That feels like fun. But I was like, oh, it's what other people would say. And it's not, 
And to have it, the idea that would stop me in the past is other people being like, oh yeah, you missed a great workout. Mm-hmm. You missed it. It was great. We got the whole thing in too bad. Mm-hmm. You missed it. And I'm like, wait, I really actually don't care at all about these people's opinion. Right. Right. It's just that ability to see it and be like, what? These people aren't me. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter what they think. I think that's so powerful. And the, and the phrase that's coming through as we're talking is this idea of what's the path of least resistance, Mm. you know, like what feels, and I'll say it in a different way. Like what feels good to me in this moment does, does, you know, trying to coordinate all this effort to get to the pool when I might not be able to even get in because of the things I can't control. Does that feel good to me? Maybe some days it does. You know, maybe some days you just feel that inner, that inner pulse or that inner inspiration that says, girl, you're going to get there and you're going to get this in and it's going to feel so good. And then you can follow that. But, you know, if that's your path of least resistance, because it just feels easy, then yeah, but it doesn't feel easy. And this is something that I really, I'm aware of, and I try to be conscious of in everything that I'm doing or as much as I can, right? Because it's not about perfection, but it's like, what feels easy here, you know? And if it doesn't feel easy, can I come into alignment with it so that there's ease and space and grace? And if yes, then then I can reevaluate what my path of least resistance is. But I think that, I, I think that that's the, and then if it's not, it's not. They want me to just finish the sentence. <laughs> they're talking a really a lot right now. Um, but what they're but what they're saying is that that's that's part of this whole bigger energy that's happening right now. There's an empowerment. There's an empoweringness to this energy. If that's a word um, that's allowing us to take in that stronger, more connected view of the world and the world we want to be living in. Um, so I'm, I'm like super excited for the way that the energy is coming in, in August. And you and I have talked about this before, because we're usually about two weeks to a month ahead of this mm-hmm. energy. So I've actually felt a lot of this already. And, and yeah, you know, and I always check in with the greater consciousness and say, okay, is that, does that mean that everybody's experiencing this right now? And they're saying, no, it's really still coming for the, you know, for the majority of people who are in touch and in tune with the energy. Um, But then there are those, you know, here, you and I, and many in your audience that are probably getting whispers of this already as well, like you were just saying. Yeah, we get privy to the preview. Yeah. And we were just talking about this before we hit record about being privy to the preview is kind of a double-edged sword if we're not careful, right? Yes. Because our human minds, all of us, God love our human minds. Source loves our human minds. We we're tend adorable, to adorable, aren't we? We are adorable, <laughs> and we tend to write the story based on the the preview that we get. And then that's a lot of times where the challenge and the struggle and the grief and the sorrow comes into our experience because it's like we get the whiff of what's coming, we write the story, and then it plays out completely different. And then we feel like, what did we miss? Did I misinterpret that information that I was already being shown? Likely not. 
did I say, thank you universe. I've got it from here, probably closer to, you know, or did I say, um, yeah, did I ignore it? And could I have done something differently to change the outcome? Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, on that note, and, and I really love this paradox about the universe is that we can't make a wrong mistake, right? Every, every, every way that we've just kind of laid this out, it works. It works for our evolution. It works for our exploration. It helps us get really clear on what we don't want and what we do want. It gives us aha moments and awareness that says, oh, I can make this life experience a little more ease, a little more grace, give myself a little more space by not jumping to the end of the story as I see it. I tell this story a lot when, you know, I talk about this in my book that I wrote about my journey with my son through mental health crisis. And at one point I was like on the floor like a two-year-old sobbing and temper tantruming because I was so distraught that his journey wasn't playing out the way that I had written it in my head. And it was, you know, it was my, it was writing it in my head, but it was also so societally influenced, right? He was going to go to high school and play sports and date a girl and go on senior trip. And we were going to have graduation and all of the milestones and mile markers along his journey. And of course, it didn't happen like that at all. And that was what I was mourning was the story that I had created about what his experience was going to look like. And then when, you know, one day after many days of mourning this loss, this deep loss in my mind, you know, my guidance came in and said, you know, we just want to remind you that you're mourning, you're grieving a a fairy tale. Like it's a story that you made up based on not reality. It was a story you made up that now you're grieving when you could be using that energy to reinforce and support his experience. And I think that's one of the big things that we're learning as we're moving through like this super intense fast month of July and into this, you know, what will be likely intense for many of us, but in a different way, you know, it's like intense with breathing room, as opposed to July to me felt like an invitation to deep dive, like dive to the bottom of the ocean and find the hidden treasure, but without a tank, you know, and without a, you know, snorkel and, and really, that sort of uh, uh, contradiction of being invited to find the beautiful magic that's there in a way that feels really uncomfortable. Mm. So perhaps, you know, using that scenario, August gives us uh, the chance to strap on a oxygen tank and continue to do our exploration. Yeah, it feels to me... I'm almost getting like, we're getting more comfortable down there, Mm -hmm. like down on the ocean floor. Like we're just like, okay, I get it here. This is, this feels like home. Yeah. And you know, I do. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Cause they they keep showing me this computer, you know, when you have to update the software on your computer and sometimes it's like four hours and 12 minutes to go. And you're like, Oh great. Cause in 15 minutes I have a yeah. Zoom call. <laughs> I have to do. And it's, and it's, you know, it's where, where it takes, where it catches us off guard is when we have our automatic, um, updates right in the settings and that's really kind of where we're at right so now it's like oh we're seeing that there isn't that much more time for the upgrade and when the upgrade comes in well there's going to be new things for us to explore as there always is when you know software applications are updated and it's going to take us a little bit of time but also it's that space where there is this um time and space that allows us to fall into that level of familiarity you know like okay here I am in this space now and I think it's both intellectual in this case but also it's it really is like um biology right it's our bot like what's happening within our bodies which is not connected to what we think is happening uh and both are doing it at the same time so does that mean that we are all right. How do I explain this? I can feel the upgrade. Mm-hmm. I, I feel it in my body and I can't yet talk about it because my brain doesn't have the words for it. Mm-hmm. So are the words coming? I, you know, there are so many levels. I don't need to understand it. Right. Of course I'm a right. super curious human. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, but what well, is this? Well, so many of us are, because that's, I mean, we, we tend to form communities with others that have gone through similar things and understand and can see and hear us and feel us in those moments. What, what they're saying is that we're really moving away from, we're really moving away from the need to have words and then to be able to connect at the felt sense. You know, it's kind of like you look at someone else in the eyes and you're like, oh, you too, you know, without even the words needing to be shared. And that's and, part and I, of the nude paradigm. In human design, we are going to be connecting through our solar plexus center, which is our emotional and spiritual center, mm-hmm. which you and I yeah. both have defined. It's really powerful. And we already do it now. I mean, think about when you pass a stranger on the street or in the coffee shop and you smile at each other and you know that you know that there's something deeper than just a smile, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like information has been transmitted and maybe we don't have the words for it. Maybe we don't need the words for it. You know, maybe for us, as we're learning this new way of, of moving about the planet, we just acknowledge like, oh, I know what this is. I know what this is. It's part of the upgrade. It's part of the application I haven't quite gotten to explore yet, mm-hmm. you know, but it's there for us. I think it's super interesting and, and exciting that there is this collective shift that's happening. Now we've talked about it over the months that I've been a guest here, but to me, this is, again, it's the, it's the peak of all of 2021 and what it has brought for us coming together to finish that upgrade. And then the rest of the year, we're going to be learning to sort and sift through what feels good, what doesn't feel good, what's our path of least resistance, what are we ready to um, 
put online for ourselves, you know, it, it's that really big shifting that's happening. And the paradox of this human soul experience is that, you know, the outside experience, what we see outwardly will likely not match right now what we're experiencing inwardly. Like the two are very, because they're actually, they're happening on separate levels or separate lines, you know, right now. So we can observe it as the observer, but we're not in it as much as we can choose to not be in it or, or be in it. But it's that very, it's that interesting paradox that they're showing me right now of like being able to be soul and human, but also to be internal and external. And, and those things can be separate for lots of reasons. Mm. My brain doesn't know what to do with what you just said, but my body says, yes, yeah. my soul is like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I oh, wonder yeah. how much that's true for other people listening. I wonder if as people listen to this, they're like, I couldn't tell you anything that Amy said, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Could be, could be, you know, the greater consciousness has an interesting way of, of helping me to find words to go with their information. And often they say that I'm doing, I'm finding the best words I can to describe what they're sharing with me. But, but just as we were talking a few minutes ago, like the, the words aren't fully here to describe the experience that's happening. So my words may fall short or they may not make sense to, you know, in the way that they're being shared. And yet that's the, the best they're, and they're even, you know, they're confirming it, like the best words they're helping me find to describe what they're talking about. So the last few months you've been talking about, we're getting ready for this race. We've been calling it a marathon is, yeah. is race day coming up yeah. in August. Is that part of this peak? Yeah. And I think it's that, you know, just like in a marathon, there's waves, you know, I think that there are those of us who've already started, who've already crossed the start line. Mm -hmm. You know, there are those that are waiting to cross for lots of reasons. And I think it's going to be a rolling start. Um, as we move through August and September, you know, and by October, we're all going to be on the, on the route, you know, and yeah. I think that's COVID that's, protocols makes sense. Well-spaced. True. true. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I know moving locations has been a big theme in a lot of people's lives lately is that I have a lot of clients who are like, when am I going to know where I'm going to live? And I'm like, yeah, that's a good question. I know I'm moving and I have no idea where or when, what yeah. does the creator consciousness say about clarity on that front? Right now. And, and actually it's funny. They were talking about this on the, my community call last night. Cause I do the subscriber community twice a month call, which I just love. And um, they were saying that right now this, this time and space is really about, they described it as like the red light, green light game, you know? And it's like, we know something's coming and we can check in and say, all right, universe, spirit, source, God, Fred, inner being, inner wisdom. What's it look like? Am I moving red light or green light, you know? And then just whatever comes up, 
because there is there's a there's two things happening one is that we're we're really learning how to listen to the when it's a when you get the green light the green light comes with the information that you need and when it's not a green light you don't have the full information you might have some information but you don't have the full information and you don't have that inspiration to take action mm-hmm. right so it's this idea of, you know, we, ta- we might've talked about this last month, but their greater consciousness is reminding me after my soul dog, Quinn passed away within the day or two after I, he, you know, he was here from the very beginning, but we had a conversation and I was saying something about, you know, I hoped that I had been the, the dog mama that he needed. I hope he knew how much I loved him and all of that. And, and that I did the best I could. And he said to me, I got up every day and I hit the reset button. Every day was a new day. And every day he tried to see if that was the day he was going to be alpha in the house or not, you know, like that was his, that was his thing, but it was always like red light, (laughs) red light, (laughs) red light. And, but I, I liked the, the way that that came through because it feels very much energetically like what they're talking about now. It's like, we can get up every morning and say, okay, I'm sensing this is coming. Is it, is there any action I'm supposed to be taking? Now, as humans, we are super uncomfortable in the, you know, waiting further instructions, space and time, but that's really part of what we're being shown right now. And I think what they're making me feel is that when we try to push something on a red light, I mean, think about it. Red lights are there for so many reasons, right? To keep us safe, to keep us from getting into an accident, to keep the flow going, you know, in some kind of organized fashion, like there's all these reasons. And so when we run a red light, we do risk, you know, something happening that maybe doesn't feel so good for us. And so, and this, but I think the biggest piece that came through that I'm being reminded of, but came through in this conversation I had last night was that when you get the green light, what you need to know comes along with it. To me, that's so powerful. Like if you can trust that you're going to get the green light and the information you need to take an action, then that's it. And yes, it's hard to plan. You know, I can think even now, I just, I, I, um, I just got my lease renewal on my apartment. I haven't even been here a year and they gave me only two options to renew the lease seven months and 10 months. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but what was interesting is that the morning that the, um, the morning that the lease paperwork came, it was stuck on my door. Um, I was having a conversation with a friend and I said, I feel like I'm moving again already. But, that, you know, in my mind, I'm like, but, oh, at the end of my lease, I'm, I'm going to be traveling and I've got, and it's just not going to be an easy time for me to move. And so I'm like, I don't know what, what I should do. So I'm like, red light, green light. And, you know, my guides were like, don't do anything yet. And then like 10 hours later, I get this seven months or 10 months. And I'm like, oh, there's the green light. The green light is, I am moving. The green light is, it's going to be in seven or 10 months, depending on what feels resonant to me. And now I can 
take the inspired action towards that, that I need to. Of course, right now there's no inspired action because it's seven to 10 months away, you know, but it gives me a little bit of like, oh, if I had, you know, tried to push it and said, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to move. I'm just going to find a place and started down that path. Even with this lease renewal, if I got, if I committed to it, that I'm moving at the end of my lease you know, it could have been a more challenging, it would have been a more challenging experience, especially knowing everything that I've got coming up down the road. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of in that realm, like my green light came with the information that I needed. You're moving just not right now. I'm feeling that. And what I'm hearing is green means go. And I feel like green comes with a, with a push, a gentle push, but like you have ever, like you're standing in a forest don't know the path green means the path appears and that's obviously where you go yeah and it's illuminated with like the runway right it's illuminated with the guiding lights the landing lights I mean that's it's really powerful when we can start to put ourselves in that space of trusting that if the information hasn't come you haven't missed it it's just not there yet you know or this, you're not ready to hear it yet. E- yeah. Either way. Yeah. And I, I want to remind everyone else that you might you might be comfortable with this and what, what might be making you uncomfortable in feeling that you're moving but not knowing where you're going might be the other people's discomfort. Cause I know, like I know, yeah, we're moving. People are like, where? I'm like, oh, I have literally no idea. Like I don't even know what state. Or maybe even what country, but yeah, I know we're moving when, oh, I don't know. (laughs) I'll be guided all of it. And that makes some people really uncomfortable. Totally. I mean, we're just conditioned as humans to have a plan and, you know, and then there's all kinds of things we layer on that. Like if we don't have a plan, we're being irresponsible. And if we're not being responsible, we're not being grownups. And if we're not being grownups, our life is off the rails. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can just, and then just build and build and build. And, you know, back to what the greater consciousness was saying a little while ago, I mean, we're in the space of really coming into a different way of being, you know, being with ourselves and that in, internal, you know, capital T truth and the external being able to look at it, but not attached to it. And You know, one of the big things I believe and I sense that's come out of this last 18 months is this idea of how do we, how do we come into truth for ourselves and not be so concerned about the stuff that people are trying to project on us to make us make it our truth, Mm -hmm. right? If it doesn't feel like truth, it's not truth. That it's the, the greater consciousness says it's, it's really black and white in that respect. You know, it's green light, red light. It either is or it isn't. And which is really interesting too, because they've been talking so much about that we're in this this and universe. And they're saying that this isn't a contradiction to that as much as it's a clarity of what are the signs and symbols for us to know, do we move or don't we move? It's not, they're not saying it's one, you know, life is one or the other, but it, they are saying that we can use those indicators to say, is it for me or not for me? Is it my truth or not my truth? That informs our inspired actions. That so, opens the way. Yeah. So if we're taking in a little bit of human design perspective, generators and MGs 
use this as your reminder, listen to your sacral. If it's a holy hell, yes, go that way. If it's not, don't go that way. Yeah. Yeah. And it might be for now. Exactly. You know, it can be a holy hell yes down the road. Mm-hmm. Because again, all of the com- co-creative components are lining up. You know, this is the thing that the greater consciousness has reminded me a lot over the last five or six weeks. Even when we feel like we're doing this thing all on our own, we aren't. There are all kinds of co-creative resources and collaborators that are in the wings and under the surface, organizing themselves to line up for the exact perfect time for when that green light comes, Mm -hmm. you know? And so the red light tends to, we tend to take a red light and we turn it against ourselves, but you know, it really is just a holding pattern while everything gets sorted and sifted. So that it lines up so that the next things that appear so that the runway that illuminates or the path that illuminates is so easy. It is the path of least resistance. Yeah. Which also reminds me for particularly for generators and MGs, but for all of us, if it's heavy and hard, it's not the right way. And apparently I say this enough that Pete has learned it well enough to remind me of it and the other night I was looking on Amazon for a new can opener and found myself like just checking the reviews quickly because I'm like okay we like this brand this is you know this is a can opener and like I think this is what we should go with and then I look through the reviews and I'm like wow people are opinionated like some people say this is the best thing ever then there's a lot of people saying it's a fake it's a knockoff and I started being like I don't know and he's like sounds like it's heavy and hard don't do it now. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're right. Thank you. I'm not going to order a can opener from Amazon right now. <laughs> it's so true though. That's, I think that's really a beautiful example, like of how this is putting into practice in everyday real time. You know, I, I it's one of the things too, I've noticed a lot when I'm working with my clients one-on-one is they're looking for these big aha, bold shifts. And the thing for most of us is that shifts are happening very subtly. And it's like one breath, one decision, one step, you know, one paw at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we can tune into seeing that, it, it really does sort of smooth out the path quite a bit. It's like if you yeah. take it to running, because we're running a marathon, imagine if you were to run one second faster every single day mm-hmm. in a month, you would be 30, 31 seconds faster. Yeah. Holy cow. That's a lot faster, but that's one second mm-hmm. every single day just adds up really fast. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, I mean, we really are designed for that unfolding, unfolding, unfolding of experience. And that doesn't mean that we won't have those moments, you know, of big experience, you know, and those are valuable as well. But we tend, again, what the greater consciousness is just bringing to the, to our attention is in the spaces where we tend to ignore all the small whispers for the big ahas, Mm -hmm. and how it just creates a different feeling, a different flow in our systems. Yeah, of course. We always want big and shiny. 
big yeah, shiny cool. surprise. Absolutely. Like we've all seen the ads where people get a car for Christmas and they go outside and there's this big car with a bow on on it in the driveway. And so we've <laughs> all been conditioned like something huge like that can just appear. And so we're conditioned to look for those ginormous things and to ignore the inconspicuous awesomeness. Yeah. 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 But I think we're also shifting that, which mm-hmm. is really powerful. Yeah. And and the thing about those big moments like that is that we, we also, as humans, we tend to get addicted to the excitement. And that's part of it. It's like, oh, I need another hit of that. You know, where do you go from there? You get a Cadillac in the driveway Christmas morning. Like, where do you go from there? You know, and not to say it's a bad thing, because I actually know some people that that's happened to, and it's very exciting. But I think if we're only pining for that, again, we're just, we're missing all the subtle things. I walked out on my patio this morning with my coffee and my book, and there hovering in front of me was this magical red-throated hummingbird. And it just hung there, you know, for like 30 seconds. I mean, that's magic right in that moment, you know, right in that moment. And it set the tone for my whole morning, you know, and it opened me up even in, as I'm recalling it to the possibilities of the day that weren't there the moments before I stepped out onto my patio, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's that type of thing that really is the magic. It's really, really the magic. I've started a new daily practice, which really the only new part of it is writing things down. So I've been writing down the miracle of miracle or miracles that I've experienced every day for the last couple of weeks. And they've been things like, um, this making eye contact with a deer for like five minutes until I was the one that left. It's, I told you about how Makai woke me up to see the full moon. So Mm. we had a full moon last week and I woke up early Saturday morning. I was going to go back to sleep. And I heard this, wake up, wake up, wake up. (laughs) And I went outside just in time to just bask in the moonlight for a couple Mm. minutes before it went behind a cloud. Yeah. And then what else? Um, Unexpected money. Yeah. Showing up. You know, when we look for the miracles, we're going to see him every single day. Yeah. Yeah. And even just setting the, cause, cause as I, as you say, look for the miracles, I, I feel like your audience, there's p- part, parts of your audience that are like, Oh, you know, it almost feels like a stretch, mm-hmm. you know, but if you can be open to the possibility and awareness that miracles are actually all around, you begin to notice them without even looking for them. And that's so powerful also, like it can happen both ways, you know, you can look for them or you can be open to the possibility. I just read that quote um, and I can't, and I'm not going to be able to even attribute it, but it's like, you can, you can go through life and believe that nothing, you know, that nothing is a miracle or that everything is a miracle. Now I'm Mm -hmm. I'm like, have completely screwed it up, but it's pretty close. Yeah. I think I'm pretty close. It's like nothing is magical or everything is magical, but I think that's, you know, that's the space where we get to wake up every day, hit the reset button and say, how can I be open today to the possibility that there's magic here? Mm -hmm. Cause there is. And I, I only know my personal experience 
it feels so much more aligned and fun and light when I, I believe fully that everything is magical, that everything is a miracle. Yeah. Yeah. It's powerful. Mm -hmm. Well, our intention and attention, you know, creates our reality. Yeah. You know, and that's not about bypassing, you know, anything it's, but it is about, you know, I think we might've talked about this uh, in an earlier podcast, but I love the book, the art of racing in the rain. Um, and it's funny cause I read it so many years ago and didn't realize until recently how spiritual it is, right? This dog is just such a connected being in the book and he's the narrator, but there's one part in the book that has stuck with me all of these years. And the, one of the main characters is a race car driver, and he's really, really good at maneuvering hairpin turns in the worst weather conditions. So rainy, the rainier it is, the harder it is to see, the better he does. And so he was asked, you know, what, what is it? Like, how do you do this? And he said, the car goes where your eyes go. And to me, I mean, that is like, boom, mic drop, right? That we have the ability to choose how do we see ahead to the curve so that the, we are directing our experience based on what we're looking for and not based on what's here in the moment because, you know, he could have seen the rain and the, you know, and the splash and the cars next to him and all of that and completely lost focus on the, on the curve, which would make or break his race. It's, it's really powerful. You, so I haven't read that book because I'm terrified of books with dogs in them. Um, but I am familiar with the concept but it reminds me of a story that I don't know if I've ever shared it on the podcast, but years ago when we lived in Maine, I was running in the winter and there was a very small icy patch in front of me, like a very small puddle. Like maybe it was a little bigger than my foot. And I remember seeing the puddle and being like, don't, or the ice, don't step on the ice. So what happens? I step on the ice and I went down and I landed on my pinky finger and I looked at my finger and I remember my first thought was, that is so cool. First of all, you go where you're looking. And second of all, dude, I just, okay. First of all, like my finger bent back so far. Wow. We had a go body. Like other Maine, people fall on the ice all the time. They talk about how scary ice is. They break their hips, et cetera. And I'm like, look at you, little baby finger. You're doing a great job. And the next day I was teaching spin class and I had my finger taped to, you know, buddy taped to the finger next to it. So everyone's like, oh my God, what happened to your finger? And I'm like, oh, it's the coolest thing. So I, I looked at this ice and then I fell on the ice because, you know, you go where you're looking like pause for effect. And I got nothing. And then I'm like, and I just landed on my finger and they're like, Oh, ice is terrible. I know. Like so-and-so broke his hip. And I'm like, no, but how cool is this? It's just my baby finger. No one <laughs> yeah. else quite got the joy from the whole experience. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, it's, it's really interesting. And it's interesting where people want to go again. You're, uh, you know, you're, you're, 
your experience goes where your eyes go. And that's a great analogy, I think, right? And their experience went to your finger and not to the point that you recognized and had awareness in that moment Mm -hmm. that you went where your eyes went, you know? And so then if we apply it to the life we're living now in this time and space reality, oh man, we have so much more empowered opportunity to choose our reality than we give ourselves credit for. And I think it's, and again, it's, there's that line of this is not spiritual bypassing, or I just recently heard this, you know, cause we have to come up with new words all the time to describe it, like white lighting instead of gaslighting or like white lighting, you know, but it's not that it's not saying that life isn't going to happen around you. But it is saying you get to choose how you want to experience this life. Let's just pause for a moment to talk about just a little note on white lighting and um, toxic positivity and spiritual bypassing. We are two people who have just had these massive soul experiences. We've both lost our furry soulmates. We have experienced heart-wrenching, deep grief. And here we are talking about, and very, very recently for both of us, and yeah. here we are talking about the finding the miracles. Yeah. Yeah. Not white lighting at all. No. I just, I just actually was listening to a live stream the other day um, and one of my absolutely favorite teachers got asked the question about uh, toxic positivity. And she said, and I love this, positivity can never be toxic. <laughs> toxic positivity is a word made up from people who can't find their way to positivity. And so it's better. It's just like what we were talking about a few minutes ago, like people who aren't comfortable because you're finding a different way to experience your trauma or your loss. And they want you to be a certain way because it makes them feel better. And so if you're happier than you should be for what you went through, then it must be that you're bypassing something. Yeah. Um, There's been no bypassing here. No way. (laughs) No. Nope. And that's not to say that bypassing isn't something that can be done, but if you feel good in whatever situation that you're in, I, how can that be toxic? Your body, your cells are nourished and nurtured by that. Your stress level, your hormones balance. I mean, yeah. We're and here to feel it all. And sometimes that. that's deep grief and sometimes it's joy and yeah. happiness and glee. Yes. And magic. Magic, mm-hmm. magic. It's one of my favorite words, magic. I really feel like too. Yeah. I feel like that's what this life experience is for us. Mm-hmm. In all of it, the wholeness of it. Yeah. When we see just like the awe and wonder that is everything like how do our bodies know how to breathe for us like what that is just mind-blowing 
mind blowing. Everything is yeah. magic. It is. We're so lucky to be here. We are. <laughs> Amy, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Okay. So you got to tell us where to find you. Remind us maybe about your events for subscribers. And then can you mention the name of your book in case anyone wants to get that? Absolutely. So the best place to find me is on my website, uh, amywhite.co. Um, that you can find information about my book there too. It's called Closer to Paradise, A Mother's Journey Through Crisis and Healing. Um, and let's see, I have a twice monthly subscriber community where uh, we get together uh, to listen to the wisdom of the greater consciousness and then take some time in a very intimate setting to share where we each are on our path, what's coming up. There's question and answer time with the greater consciousness so people can ask the greater consciousness things that are on their heart um, things that they're, they're feeling challenged about. And the, the whole idea of this community is not just to be sharing the wisdom of the greater consciousness, but also to help people in this community to each one find a way to connect deeper and deeper into their own inner knowing. So they're practicing that connection during this, you know, these community uh, gatherings as well. Um, which is really beautiful to watch, you know, as people are, are not just saying greater consciousness, tell me when this is going to happen or what, you know, what do I do about this? But they're saying, you know, as I'm, as I'm processing through this experience, these are the three things I'm seeing and this is how I feel. And then the greater consciousness is like, bingo, you know, you don't need us, they say you know, we're here and we're supporting and we're helping to pull forward, but we're teaching people how to listen to their own wisdom and create their own reality and trust their capital T truth because that's where the magic is. Mm. Delicious. Yes. I love you. Delicious. Love you too. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. As always, if this episode resonated with you, please share it with everyone you know or just your closest friends. And if it feels good to you, please leave a rating and review, a five-star rating and a wonderful glowing review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to work with me as it with a human design rating or one-on-one -on -one coaching, go to kelseyabbott.com. And if you have questions, you can email me at Kelsey at KelseyAbbott.com. And if you want to work with Amy and buy her book and do all the things and join her subscription group, which sounds amazing, go to amywhite.co. I love you. Go have an amazing, miracle-filled day. Go forth and be awesome.